Oh, some people don't like you to talk like that. Oh, some people don't like to shut you up for saying those things. You know that. Lots of people, lots of groups in this country want to tell you how to talk, tell you what you can't talk about. Well, sometimes they'll say, well, you can talk about something, but you can't joke about it. Say you can't joke about something because it's not funny. Comedians run into that shit all the time. Like rape. They'll say, you can't joke about rape. Rape's not funny. I say, fuck you. I think it's hilarious. How do you like that? Why do you think your cave women was created with short legs and fat butts? I don't know, Arch, but I'm sure you got a good answer. So they couldn't run fast, so the men could catch them and force them to make the meals in the baby. Weren't there any cave women with long legs and skinny butts that could run faster than the men? Well, them, the men would have to bring down with a rock. <laughs> Hey, you know, we just drove 750 miles across the desert with your food, and it occurred to us that there wouldn't be world hunger if you people would live where the food is! You live in a desert! You understand that? You live in a desert! Nothing grows there! Last Man Earth. My name is Lex Jurgen. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt once had Chris Brown pull a gun on him, too. You take 50 bucks for a blowjob, a man expects his blowjob. <laughs> Told you that before. This week's show is sponsored by Charlie Sheen's The AIDS Virus. <laughs> that bugaboo just bailed you out of 60 grand a month. When you need to reduce your child support payments, Charlie Sheen's The AIDS Virus. Bend over and feel the savings. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. He got his uh, child. I know you, that really bothered you, Matt. He had his child support payments uh, reduced from fifty-five grand a month to each of his ex-wives uh, to twenty-five grand a month. I saw that, and uh, it was apparently it was because they feared that all the lawsuits that were coming from his AIDS lawsuits were going to bankrupt him. He's got to liquidate his assets, and they would get even less. Right. So they settled on twenty-five. They settled on twenty-five grand guarantee. Are you getting any emails from people that go, "Well, you know, uh, you idiot. He doesn't have AIDS. He has HIV." And my point is like. I don't really care. No. I'm still not going to fuck him. No. Uh, no, I just, I think if we call it all the AIDS, then people would know not to have sex with him. <laughs> HIV sounds somewhat dubious, like it's under control. I mean, it gives a stigma of under control. Yeah, people, well, people exaggerate because, like, I have a, a friend who, uh, uh, a friend of a friend who has HIV, and I was like, well, how does she have a boyfriend? Like, I just don't get it, you yeah. know? And I'm like, so there's some guy that just is that desperate to get like So then it goes the other way. It's like, well, you know, it's hard to transmit. I'm like, yeah, I know. But still, like, it still seems like a bad idea. But then it's like, well, you should definitely just fuck her. Like, they take it too far of, yes. like, how not big of a deal it is. And, like, I think it's, like, a, a medium to big deal. Yeah, and I think every time you mention you have it, you should have to mention that, like, 37 million people worldwide have died from it. Right. <laughs> just a small disclaimer. Yes. Is it dangerous? I don't know. 37 million people have died from it. You make your own decision. <laughs> like, let's get down to it. Yeah, it turns into like, well, why don't you just get it? It's like, no. Like, I just, no, I, I think still, get, I still have a stigma about it. Yeah, uh, no one technically dies from HIV. They die from some other AIDS or the, some other form of that. And I think calling it the AIDS, the reason I do that is because I want people to know that it's a deadly virus. And everyone understands the AIDS is deadly because they know people that died from AIDS. Yeah. And everyone thinks HIV is something that you now is a long-term controllable situation. Right. Which, in some respects, it is for you personally, but not if you start fucking people bareback. That's just, right. That's not the way. I mean, look at Charlie Sheen. He's a classic, a classic example. So now he's losing all. Now he's losing his forty million dollars to. Uh, so you think he's um, th- that he's going to go bankrupt because he's like? Well, he's not going to go bankrupt. He's going to he's going to liquidate his assets, uh-huh. which is like a fake bankruptcy, and then h- shelter his money somewhere so that people who do sue him can't get the money. 
But, you know, I don't know. It'll be, all, it'll be in Mexico next to the arthritic goats or some shit like that. But it's something you do in advance. If you, it, like companies do in advance of big lawsuits coming, it allows you to shelter some of your assets away from people who would sue you. That's so. why if you have any kind of, like, anxiety issue, just don't, don't fuck weird people. Because the next, you know, it's all these, all these dumb whores fuck Charlie Sheen. And, like, what's the last thing you want to hear? Oh, turns out the entire time. Yeah, I don't think you have. I mean, if you're fucking Charlie Sheen, do you think that like that's an alternative to the, your day job that you really love? <laughs> I mean, that's just like you have a lot of options. Here's what I'm waiting for: when the lawsuits start coming, I'm waiting for the dude who was who's been fucking to like come forward with a lawsuit because right. you know that you know within that list of ladies there's gonna be one guy at least, if no other reason than just to get a settlement out of him. Yeah, there's gonna be one parking lot attendant who's gonna come <laughs> gonna come forward and look all sickly and talk about Sheen killing him. So yes, it is the age. Yes, they are sponsors of the show today. Let's be nice to them. Uh, if you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Men Podcast or also on Facebook, Last Men Podcast. All right, on to the show. Uh, Matt says we were just discussing this uh, while ordering pizza. You're at Rocco's in Studio City on Ventura, Rocco's Tavern. Come for the half and half pizza, half regular pizza, half whatever the hell Brian and Matt eat. <laughs> Uh, Colin Kaepernick's been in the news this week. Uh, he hasn't really been in the news for anything. The football player, uh, quarterback from the Niners, for anything other than being constantly demoted the last two or three years. Right. Uh, he was on top of the sports world for a while. He had all the Jesus tattoos, his muscles. He was like ESPN, the body issues. He went to the NFC Championship game, then the Super Bowl. The Does he really year. have muscles, or is his, his noggin is just so tiny that, that by comparison, his biceps look enormous? Uh, he has a rather small head. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he's a, he's a, I'd say he's a str- I think it's fair to say he's a strong fella. He knocks yeah, linebackers yeah. off. He's a strong guy. Uh, you know, he does those commercials for Beats where he's like, you know, everyone's picking on him and he's like a considered a temperamental, moody guy. I but, met him. He's actually really intimidating looking in real, in real life. Uh, yeah, you mean he's black. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> with, it was dark out. With tattoos. Although he was, of course, raised by cheese farmer, white cheese farmers in Wisconsin. Uh, a point not, not often noted. How are they? What do you mean cheese farmer? <laughs> <They're> cheese, <laughs> rounding up cheeses. I don't know. It just sounds, it sounds even whiter than dairy farmer. <laughs> like, Wisconsin, the whitest of the white people in the world uh, raised him as a, he was uh, adopted by them. And not that that doesn't mean he can't protest uh, black, uh, black Lives Matter, but just to be noted that uh, his parents are probably burning his, burning his jersey and flag. Yeah, he's a weird guy. I mean, he really is like a like a Rubik's cube of like racial issues. Like he's, he's got a Jewish, lot. he's black. He's I can imagine they always talked about that with adopted. Like, should black families adopt white kids? That never happened. Should white families adopt black kids? And there's going to be stigma. You know, where like Muslim families raising Christian kids. Will it be a stigma for these kids when they grow up? And I think they're not a stigma. I think there is an emotional trauma that comes with that, whether you like it or not. I mean, this idea that we're all the same is fine until you're that kid who grows up in the white family and you're black. I think there is. Don't you think there is some? Yeah, I mean, emotional well, price you pay for that. It's not. It's not. It's not perfect. But I mean, you know, what? What's perfect, really? You know, I mean, I would say it would make you think a lot. It would probably like your kid's going to be a comedian or or so, they're going to be pre- preoccupied with the, with the notion. You know. Well, he did. Um, he... Is that what you guys ordered? <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> He we did just gotta, uh, to, to make your make your own. Uh, I mean, he grew. He came out pretty well, of course, off the cheese farm. Uh, 
I mean, he went to Reno. He was a star quarterback. He got a college degree. I mean, he made it to the Niners. He was a second. He was a second string all the way. You know, uh, not a first round guy. He ended up taking the job. You know, his first round. He got to the playoffs several times. Almost won a Super Bowl, but he fucked it up. Uh, you know, so he did pretty well for himself, I'd say, coming out of that. Right. Um, but he did not stand for the national anthem. I know, Matt, you would not stand for the national anthem. You would be doing some crazy ass protests because you don't like the way. The military, the U.S. military, is paying off the NFL. I don't like that. No one else cares. Because um, I was wondering why they were doing these weird propaganda displays. It's like, here's a guy with no legs. The guy's legs blown off. It's yes. like, okay. Uh, the, it's, I thought we were watching a fucking football. Like, why do we do the national anthem? If you think about it, if you remove how normal it seems, is weird. You don't do it before you go to a fucking movie. Like, what does one thing have to do with the other? Well, I think, you know, it used to be played in all public forum, okay? So anytime you gather at a, lar- at a large public gathering, be it a parade, or be it a sporting event, or be it a political event, or town square thing, I think going back, you know, 150 years, two years. Yeah, so they always played the national anthem. It was kind of like, we're all here together, we're all Americans. So it's like indoctrination, like literally art of war. Yeah, I mean, every country does it. I mean, it's not like where the U.S. is the only country. There's not a single country that doesn't play the national anthem for their soccer game or shit like that. Right. Now, could it all stop? Yeah, it could all stop. No one gives a shit about it. I think it's just rote for most people. And the people, the fact that veterans get really upset by this shit, I think that's only because they're conditioned to that. I agree with you. It's a silly it's, thing. That, it's, the weird thing, like, look, I'll stand up for it because I don't want to draw attention to myself, but, like, I don't care. Does anyone really care? Like, holding no. your hat over no. your heart like you're in the fucking Union Army? Like, what are you no. doing? Uh, the only thing I care about is when they uh, obviously bring in a ringer, a kid related to somebody in the program uh, from the team <laughs> that can't sing, and they really hit the wrong notes, and you're just, like, kind of cracking That's up. That's awesome, yeah. You can always tell when it's somebody's niece or nephew. Or when it's hockey, sometimes they fall because when, yes. when, it's ice. <laughs> well, like, Brian knows this. Yeah, you, I mean, you, anytime a tradition has come to the point when you're just waiting for the fuck-ups to happen, it's probably the time to get rid of the tradition, but no one wants to be the first one to get rid of it because you'd be called all sorts of names, like Colin Kaepernick is now. And my, my feeling about Kaepernick, I don't know if you agree or disagree, is, like, yeah, it's if you don't, you know, because of black light, because there is oppression of black people and the police brutality, don't stand for the national anthem if you don't want to. But that's not like Kaepernick's job. That's that's how no. I feel about it. I think anytime, first, anytime you're a rich celebrity or athlete, right, right off the bat, you lose a little cachet in terms of being a protester. Right. And then also, second, as you noted, he did the least active for a protesting possible. Just not standing up. <laughs> yeah. He's actually a bench quarterback who just sat on the bench. He's going to be sitting down anyway. <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> so he just, he actually actively did nothing. And then, by the way, he didn't even make a, he didn't even say anything. He waited until people asked him what's wrong. <laughs> That's so fucking millennial, right? Just a, he, at least he had a tantrum. He made a point. And then he had to wait till people said, uh, what's wrong? And he goes, well, I'll tell you what's well, wrong. Here's the d- yeah. Wait, how many times did he do it? <laughs> did nobody noticed? noticed? Yeah, that's the other thing. Too. He did it a number of times before anyone noticed. Uh, so, that's so fucking millennial of me. Just sit there, not so, do anything, is. and then wait until someone asks you what is wrong, what's bothering you. I mean, another good point, which I think you actually noted, uh, he didn't do this in a contract year. No. Um, he's, he's guaranteed the money, so it's not like he really stuck his neck out there too much at no. all, actually. If actually, had, like, the opposite of that. He's not. If this had been, like, the week before the Super Bowl and he announced he was not going to play in the Super Bowl until there was some commission appointed on whatever. I mean, obviously, you're not going to fix the problem in a week, but until there's some high-level commission appointed. Right. 
that would be sticking your neck out. That'd be having some skin in the game right there. You'd be you'd be like Ali risking your that career. That would actually work. Imagine if someone, oh, yeah. the quarterback of the starting team before the Super Bowl did that. Like shit would get done. I bet. Yeah, and I'm probably and they'd undo it right away. But. Yeah, they went, they'd have a blue ribbon command on which means <laughs> which means we could do fucking nothing. Right. But it would show that he had power to get something done. Yeah. That an athlete or an actor could stand up at the right moment and get something done. For social progress, even though nothing ultimately happened, uh-huh. then I would say okay. And they, then if they went fired him, and the NFL said you're out of here, that'd be like then it'd be more Ali like. But Ali, yeah. if I can give up multiple years of his prime in the prime of his career to protest the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. I mean that was putting like he was know, in he, jail. He was right? in, he, or he was threatened with he threatened with jail. jail. He moved to he went to Canada. He couldn't fight for six like six years. Right in the middle of his career, he lost so many title fights. He would have had all that other stuff. Uh, that's putting it on the line, right? For something you believe in. Yeah. Kaepernick, worst case, he sits on the bench. He gets released. He gets his thirteen million. Another team will probably pick him up anyhow. He sits on the bench for that team. This is not the. I mean, this is not even the right time to be doing that. It's the prime of your career when you got to do that shit. Yeah. Well, remember when the whole Donald Sterling thing? Um, a, a whore uh, recorded him saying, um, "You know, you're fucking all these black guys." Sterling is a racist, by the way. Yeah. If you, if you, and that's why it was just like a, a straw man thing to get him out of there. But on the recording, he's like, "Yeah, you can take these uh, photos with them, just uh, or fuck them, suck yes. their cocks, yes. like just let them come all over you. Just don't don't, don't put it on Instagram. Yes. I think I have this one request that yes. you just stay off of Instagram. And uh, but anyway, so the players after this came out, like that day, they were considering not uh, participating in the game. Uh, it was the Clippers. They were playing the Warriors, yes, and um, the playoff game. Yeah, I think so. Right? Uh, it was either a playoff game or it was right before the play. It was a big. It was a big game. I remember. Right. So they were the the Warriors were in on it too. They were all texting each other, which is really what you want with competitive sports. Yes. Uh, but, uh, they, you know, they were going to not play the game, and they decided. I guess they got word that that uh, Sterling was was out. So then they played, and they still protested by throwing their jerseys into the center of the court, but. Point being, if you know, they were prepared to not play that game if they thought it would it would get Sterling out of there. I believe. Yeah, uh, uh, they did sort of forget the fact that like twenty years earlier he was keeping black people out of his housing units and openly discriminating against oh, them. Oh, dude, I, I, I mean, it's just him talking to his ho- his whore that really got them over the edge. Dude, I, I have a, a couple friends that that uh, work for the Clippers uh, in the media stuff, and uh, he would literally just sit there and and just like. Elton Brand would, would run by and he'd go like, "What? Why don't you get your black ass?" Yes. Like he was just like openly racist, yes. which is weird. You just don't see that much anymore. So it's almost refreshing how openly racist he was. But the point was, the players, the management, Doc Rivers, all these guys knew about it for many, many years. Right? They were sick of it. It wasn't until it became a public thing, and then the players had to, were asked to respond to it that they had to then go out there on a limb. Which again, it's still more than Kaepernick did, but it still took the goading of the public media attention for them to do anything. Right. So I don't know. My my friend argued with me today. Said, "Look, when actors and entertain actors and athletes don't say anything, people give them shit on a, on a political issue. Hmm. And when they do something, when they do say something, they get shit. And that's not fair. They have it both ways. And I think, well, fuck you. It is fair because the minute you take eighty million dollars for your job, <laughs> you just sort of lose some rights. Right. And one of those rights is just to be considered a legitimate social political figure." And it's just you're not in I mean, Barkley. Barkley, I, Barkley always said like professional athletes are not role models or the worst role models. And you got to agree with that because even if they're good, relatively good people, once you're making that much money doing what you do, obscenely wealthy for a job anyone in the world would want, you kind of lose your your ability to like speak in the public forum. I think at some point. 
kind of see both sides of it. Like, uh, it, to one degree, I feel like just do one thing and like focus on that, you know. And but then I, I don't like the thing. Well, if you're an actor, you can't have an opinion on some political cause. Like it's somehow not valid, or like I don't know. Because when when I do comedy, like I struggle to not be preachy about it and. It's weird. I don't know. I'm not making... Yeah, but you don't like when Jennifer Lawrence was complaining about the gender pay gap when she was making $50 million a year. Even if there is a gender pay gap, she's not the right person to make that argument. But she's an idiot. I mean, I think there's like certain ways to have... Uh... Have, you had a, have you had a long conversation with Colin Kaepernick before? I'm wondering. No, I don't know. I don't know what he's all about. I don't know, He did go to Reno. That's not a good sign. It's a team sport. You're taking a shitload of money. Just suck it, suck it up. There are plenty of other ways you can make his protest known. And by the way, with $80 million, you can do a lot more <laughs> more media buys. So there's a lot of shit you can do with the money you make. Yeah. And you have a 10-year career, then it's over. You can do it. You can like, look at Kareem. Kareem's on every issue now. So I mean, you can be Kareem after you, after you retire. Yeah, it is, it is convenient that um, as soon as his career is dwindling down yes. and he might need a little bit of attention, that all of a sudden he's, he's really passionate about this thing. Well, or he's just sitting his ass on this, on this ass bench. Wait, what's wrong, Colin? I mean, like, are you okay? You look kind of down today. He's, he's, there's a black chick he's infatuated with, and he's just trying to gain, like... You think so? It's possible. Possible. Yeah, it is possible. Uh, well, they talk about him becoming a Muslim, but he has, his body is covered in Jesus tattoos. And how he's going to have to like make space, make space for that shit. That's a problem. Well, also, par- his head is so small that that weird hat they wear would just fit like a sun hat <laughs> yes. on his head. Uh, yeah, so you can't become Muslim, Kaepernick. All right, I think we covered that topic. Uh, I think he knows where to go next. By the way, if they, now the four diners are stuck. If they cut them, they look bad. If they don't cut them, they look bad. Now their hand is kind of fucked, too. There's no, no win. Thanks, Kaepernick. Hi, uh, Matt, let me ask you. Uh, this past Sunday was uh, National Go Topless Day. It did not uh, say it was just for women, although it follows every, I don't know if you know, the first Sunday after every National Women's Equality Day. Uh, it was last Friday. I didn't get you anything. I'm sorry. You yes. didn't know about it. Yes. They're, that's not a, they're not making much progress. No. Uh, the Sunday, but the Sunday after National Women's Equality Day in August every year is Go Topless Day. Wait, is what? Sorry. I, I, is Women's Equality Day, is that something to do with suffrage? or? Yeah, uh, it was the day that women gained the right to vote. Okay, because we have equality now. So. Also what I call the day everything went to hell. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we, we kind of have equality, yeah, but they still have the day. So uh, it was, what, 100 years ago, 112, year, 112 years ago. So to celebrate, I guess. Yeah, the, nobody really celebrates it, but what they do celebrate is go topless day two days later. <laughs> and uh, while it doesn't, while it doesn't it, it signify a single gender to go topless, this is for women. So I can tell it's for mostly overweight women in large cities uh, that reject. Well, no, there is a distinction because guys are legally uh, the the legality is very dubious and it varies. But guys, there is no law against guys going topless. For there's chicks, been, there are. There's sometimes. always been a double standard throughout our history that guys can basically at the beach and other places and, and you know there's a lot of places where you're not allowed to be topless. You can't walk in a restaurant topless, things like that. But walking down the street or the park, Central Park, or if you're at a beach in, in certain places. Uh, the guys are always top. Guys can always be topless. Women can't be topless. So that's always been a double standard. That double standard was addressed like twenty or thirty years ago, when women in New York and other cities said this is unfair, and then the government went, "Okay, fine, you can go topless too." So they can go topless on the beach. Uh, in New York, you're allowed to go topless anywhere you want in public space. Women are as well. Really? Yeah, L.A. I think you're still not. I think it's still a citable offense. Although I don't imagine they issue citations for it unless you make a huge scene about yourself. Exactly. So if you, yeah, they're, if they're more focused on the uh, on the Coors Light cans and uh, yes. fucking right. Fucking. Uh, 
<laughs> so, uh, but every Sunday there's a big march, and it seems to only take place in L.A., New York, San Francisco, and a few other cities. Uh, they seem to be uh, largely uh, unhealthy body-shaped body women. Uh, in L.A., by the way, they would not, so they would not, the women, the go-topless protesters would not go topless. They put pasties on their nipples. I thought that was weak. I thought that was a weak move. I think that that's where people don't understand irony. <laughs> like, we're protesting the right to bear our nipples by not bearing our nipples. Uh, also, that kind of sucks too. I don't know why. For somehow, somehow, if you just tape an inch of nipple, it just ruins the whole thing. For me, I don't know. It just it seems like an insignificant fact, but it somehow ruins the whole topless experience. Yeah, it seems very German or something. It's like, reminds, yeah. I don't know if you ever been to a strip club in Florida, but they have the, the yeah, pasty rule. Yeah, the pasties, and it just it just it just feels like your parents are watching. Like they all have the yeah, <laughs> right? they have the one move where they spin them counterclockwise like yes. an Eskimo yo-yo, and it's like yeah, yeah, it's it's really not that cool. No, I'm not WC Fields like in a twenties movie. I'm not like this is not the be all of my porn my porn experience. Do something, fucking do it correct. It's like burlesque. Yeah. Like stripping for fat chicks. Like we accept all kinds of uh, you know body types, and it's like, well, you could mix in a, a good one. Yes, in there somewhere. I just if this, we're a hundred years past the time that was acceptable. It's always like okay, if when, at some point burle- fat women's dancing burlesque was the most skin you could see on a lady in public, so right. that made sense to go. That was a long time ago. That's the fat back then, though. Uh, I think they were fat. Or, oh, really? But I think guys liked fat chicks back then because. People didn't have a lot. Of, it wasn't as much food around, so having a fat chick meant she was healthy. Like a, a, a skinny chick meant that she was like had scurvy. Like Mona Lisa, that was the hottest chick that guy had ever seen. It meant that like it meant that some guy was paying for your food bill, which meant that you were a desirable woman. <laughs> Somehow you were a woman of substance because you actually had substance, versus eating like you know a celery stick all day long and fucking having scurvy. Time to, to live. That really was. It really was. But maybe better than time we were living today. Because I'll tell you what, the topless protesters are not good looking. I don't know what they're, they're not really, let me, to have a protest, to be a, a protest or, doesn't that require someone to be a counter protester? Doesn't it have to be someone trying to be stop you from doing something? And who are the guys out there trying to stop women from being topless? Well, the, the I guess the, the police, the, the government bureaucracy, right? No, they don't really care. No, <laughs> either, either it's legal, they look the other way, or they're just Cares. or they're masturbating while watching. If women win the right to unequivocally go topless, like it's blanket legal, they're not going to do it. No. And then if they do, I predict, I've always thought this is how this is going to play out. Here's what's going to happen. They're going to win the right to go topless. They're then going to complain that people are looking at their breasts. Oh, that's a big part of it, by the way. They are then going yeah. to start protesting by covering up more and more, and then we'll have white chicks and burkas. I really honestly think that's how this is going to I, I saw the girls protesting. I'd, be, I'd buy the burkas. I'm <laughs> for the burkas. Uh, you know, that's that thing about them, not, don't look at my tits already started. We're like, we should have the right, not only should we have the right to go topless, we should have the right not to be gawked at by men. Well, look, you can't have it both ways. But they want it both ways. Why not give it to them? Well, you fucking patriarchal. The whole fucking, that, that distills the whole feminist sort of, you know, neo-feminist movement right there. That's You mean that, you mean that we should be uh, allowed to, like, be topless and men should not be able to look at us? Yeah, no, that doesn't work. How do, you guys, how do you fucking, how do these chicks, these 19-year-old horn-rimmed glasses, Twitter fucking slacktivists, how do you think, how do you think you were born? How, how do you think your parents? Uh, in a creek, in an organic <laughs> creek. Oh, God. Do you see the creek lady? I've seen no because I'm not going to watch it. I've seen the uh, the the still the thumbnail of it and it yes. looks absolutely horrifying. Okay, this is a quick aside. This is, she's an Australian lady and she's had like five kids, all all born in water. She wants to be born in water, one of the earthly ele- one of the earthly elements. 
So she goes. What about fire? You're not having a kid born in fire? That's yeah, one of that's the. Me. That's next. I'd watch that one, by the way. <laughs> so she and her husband, and I call her husband lightly because any man who lets her wife do this as a hobby is not a is not a man. <laughs> it's just not. He's like no. the, she wants to. So she finds it. She goes to this rainforest uh, up in northern Australia where she finds the most pure, the purest creek possible. Where she loves to drink the water from, and decides she's going to birth her baby in that water because it's the purest water on earth. Oh, God. So and that like, could be in someone's bottled water. Now. Yes. So, like, it's pure for you, and then you've just put your afterbirth in it. Now it's no longer the purest water in the world. Fucking, fucking aborigines. The aborigines a mile down the river aren't looking at fucking, like, the blood in their water isn't cool any longer. Then she does this thing for, like, 12 hours where she's giving birth in the creek while her husband's building, like, a little dam. He's putting rocks in the river to create a little dam for the fetus. I'm like, Wait, dude. And why? I'm sorry. Um, I don't know much about giving birth birth i hope to never conceive any children is doggy style the way that you normally well uh, they te- when they so okay I've, i'm not a woman <laughs> i can tell you but the women go through an incredible amount of pain when they when they're doing drug-free labor the reason they invented drugs was so women wouldn't have to have drug-free labor it's like an incredibly incredibly painful thing so you I bet just, you it's not even that bad no <laughs> so you find all these positions where it hurts less if it's that bad, why would you have more than one kid? You ever seen like a guy with a gunshot wound? He's gonna like remember like Tim Roth and like uh, Reservoir Dogs when he has the gunshot wound. Uh, like he's just gonna he keeps writhing. Oh, right, 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 he keeps right. he keeps trying to like he's just you're in so much pain you're just trying to find a position that works okay. where the pain lessens. Okay. So that's basically what they're trying to do. They go like all it's all sex positions, right? But uh, but they're trying to find a position where just the cramps the cramping hurts less. Okay. And but then eventually she gives birth in the, in the river. The kids are around. I mean, like the dad's building the fucking dam. That's what killed me. He's building the fucking rock dam. I'm like, why? What, get your wife to a fucking medical facility. This is ridiculous. That's not what a man does. Man, does, you're not a fucking beaver, dude. He's obviously gay. <laughs> yes. And it's just like, I, know, I hated that shit. I don't know what we were talking about. We were talking about, the, oh, the topless. Let's go, back, let's go away from childbirth, which is disgusting. Uh, and nobody should really witness that. Uh, back to uh, women, uh, fat women, unattractive women with their breasts out. Uh, Matt, don't you, see, don't, don't you see how feminists are just falling to pieces here? Because... It's now become a movement that's become so successful. And I feel this way about the uh, LGBT rights thing, too. Where feminism has become so successful, now they're just, people are just throwing things in the mix as feminism that really ought, ought not be in there, that yeah. even like the old school feminists would not agree with. And they don't want women to be topless and guys masturbating out the window looking at them. That's not what they were going for. But now if you just include anything like an LGBT rights or you throw anything into feminist rights, all of a sudden it gains legitimacy and people have to try and look at it as a social political progress issue. Right. As opposed to just ang- 10 angry chicks marching down Fifth Avenue topless trying to get attention. Yeah. And it's also, I would again characterize it as fairly lazy. I mean, you know, where are the people moving like, hey, I, I want to show my asshole in public. You know, like, where's that movement? <laughs> Um, I'm not putting the grease pen marker on that. Who are the girls? You know, they were like, by the way, they can't ride on themselves, right? So they have someone riding the, the, like the protest signs on their chest. I, I so, think you could ride on yourself. No, they're, they're, it's pretty neat. So they're like riding, like they're either doing it with their friends or that one guy in every picture. Uh-huh. The guy with the long hair, like wearing the sombrero in every picture. The one smart guy who gets out there with the topless protest because he knows eventually he's going to get laid by 5 The PM. guy putting in 20 hours of work yes. for a possible yes. hookup. Yes, you know, he's doing the grease pen work. <laughs> and you know, yeah, he's the he's totally obvious guy. He always has long hair and always has a bad hat. And he's always like, got like he just he doesn't even write go topless on his chest. He writes like equal pay or some shit like that. He puts he, in the rounds like fucking Marla Singer. Like he hits up all the animal rights shit. Yes. Like he's he's got it all down. He's he got seeks out broken, retarded chicks. To- did you ever do? Did you ever do a protest in college just to get laid? Because by the way, it is 
as far as I remember, the easiest way to get laid. Oh, I I did not ever do that, but I did tell a, a chick that I was a huge supporter of animal rights when, in fact, I don't care about animals at all. That worked for you? So it's kind of the same thing. That worked for you? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also pretended I could speed read. Uh, I, I, don't, sorry, I don't know what that has to do with anything. <laughs> to get laid? Yeah, like, you know... Uh, that worked for chicks? You know in Goodwill Hunting when he reads a book in, like, uh, 90 seconds? Yeah. That's highly uh, unrealistic? Yeah, I, I, I pretended I could do that. Yeah, how worked, how worked, uh, <laughs> worked really well? How on, how on point was the girl who thought speedrunning was really sexy? Oh, uh, <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. It was a, I can see the animal rights shit. That tugs at the heartstrings. Speedrunning to me just seems like you're a loser. That's one of the things like you you accomplish and then realize that everyone just thinks you're worse than you were before. No, it, it was kind of like I can do this, but I don't care about. It. Like David Sedaris, like his ultimate fantasy is to be a doctor, yeah, who gets into boxing for a hobby and becomes world champion. But every interview, he mentions that he doesn't give a shit about boxing. Really, <laughs> it's kind of like, like that. I like that. All anyway. right, uh, topless protesters. If they could just I'm if derailing we could, you, constantly. that's okay. If we could wean out the, if we could wean out like you know the whole the whole thing you wait for on topless protest day is to see if the ugly girl has a hot roommate that she convinces to come along. Right. That's the entire reason for these things. It's just it's inordinately unattractive ladies, and if it was attractive ladies, absolutely nobody would give a shit. All right, to- ladies, go topless. You're right. Once they get the right to be topless, none of them are going. Imagine topless. once the guy gets her home, and instead of like fiddling with the bra clip, he's he's pulling off those little pieces <laughs> of uh, masking tape one by one. Like that's not hot, is just it? Just ripping off her nipple hair. <laughs> I'll leave. I'll leave you that. All right, time to dine. Hi, Matt. I know sometimes you have uh, regional beauty pageant winners over to your hot tub. Uh, you and Chris Brown both. Uh, so just today, actually, it looks like Chris Brown is going to be arrested. I believe he's been arrested seven times now before. He doesn't seem to be ever get put away for very long. Yeah. Um, this time it was a gun, though. So apparently he was at a, a, a regional, a, a woman who labeled herself as Miss California Regional. It's unde- un- undeclared. California regional. Yes, yeah, undeclared what region that is. I mean, is that like her house? <laughs> like, right. What is just, how, how broad is a region? Does it's that clear. mean a region of California or, or that California? No, it's re- California regional, which I assume means is a portion of California. Like the whole Southwest, right? No, I think it means a portion of California. This is kind of like like bi-weekly. What does that mean? Twice know. a week or once every two weeks? Well, a Miss California Regional implies that she's not Miss California because you'd just be Miss California. So Miss California Regional implies that she won a lesser portion of the state. So like the like Shasta County. I don't know. Oh, she, that sounds really beleaguered. <laughs> yes. Uh, she's not a bad-looking lady, blonde. She looks like a... I mean, all her pictures are her, her as a beauty pad. Just Pretty so she, hot, I think. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, you have lower standards than I do. <laughs> uh, she was hot tubbing in Chris Brown's house late last night with her friend, uh, as women often do. As women often do. Uh, you want to be in a guy's house. He's on probation. He's <laughs> beat up women before late at night. At Literally, house. he's punched the shit out of women. You got to know that before you go over there. Everyone's yeah. seeing the photos. Oh, she knows. She, she knows that. So I assume there was some opportunism involved on in the lady's part. But apparently she... Uh, got out of the hot tub to go look at some jewelry that Chris Brown recently purchased because uh, a man lots, likes to buy lots and lots of jewelry. Sad as that. Someone wants to show you their jewelry like, uh, like you're a fucking little kid. Well, actually, he wasn't even the one showing the jewelry off as one of his boys was showing her jewelry because he would never show his jewelry off to a lady. No. No, not to a to Rihanna, not to a skank. <laughs> and, uh, and then he saw this woman eyeing his jewelry and apparently was wasted of his fucking gourd. And pulled out his gun and started threatening her with the gun, which apparently that part's illegal. 
she wanted to leave. And when then, you're super coked up or on crack, though, it's it seems like a pretty normal thing to do. Oh, normal to you, yeah. But that's also when you're like... I don't, just, I don't own a gun. <laughs> that's also... Well, no, I mean, that is... I mean, I think that's how a lot of murders happen. But uh, that's also when you accidentally fire the gun off, too, I would think. Uh, because you're super fucking high and you're seeing, seeing ghosts. Yeah. Uh, or regional California regional beauty pageant winners. And uh, she tries... I think that thing is weird when someone's like... You'll, you'll see some guy that has a gun, right? And everyone's like, hey, don't point that gun at me. And it's like, we don't say that with, like, a knife, right? Like, Don't point a knife at me? Well, I mean, well, you can kill someone with your fist. No one's like, don't point, have your hands face. Well, Sorry, he, did, he did hit Rihanna, and she didn't die. It's so. a stupid joke that didn't work. No, it's okay. Go Look, if, Chris, if, if a guy who's fucking super wasted is pointing a gun, waving a gun around, that's scary. Yes, it is. So, because at least a rational guy is most likely not going to shoot you for looking at his jewelry. Whereas the guy who's fucking coked out of his mind just might. Yes. Uh, so she wants, She tried to leave the house with her friend, and uh, she was stopped by his posse, I guess some sober members of his posse, who then wanted her to sign a non-disclosure agreement. Just, people don't party like they used to. I don't you remember. You can't fucking commit a crime and then have someone... First of all, that non-disclosure agreement would not ever hold up in court. Like, that's not the way... You can't fucking shoot someone and as they're dying, put a pin in their hand and be like, here... Sign on the line. That's how it works in the movies, man. They <laughs> sign the you sign the ranch contract over. I'm going to shoot you in the old western. Right, right, yeah, right man. I sign it. Now it's mine. Uh, I never quite understood that. Could you just go tell people the guy put a gun in my head and sign this? thing? I think so. Isn't that um, or uh, or just Kesha's do argument that she was yes. under duress when she signed? Or just like go back and that's sign a fake name. Like that's not my real name. I dude, I was I okay. Just yesterday, I was talking to someone. So in every movie, some guy knows some secret. So they start torturing him. Yeah. So they like fuck up a couple of his knees. And then finally, after they fuck him up really bad, he's like, all right, the guy's name is Jeremy. Yes. Like, if that was me, I would immediately just start lying and yes. be like, you, you don't even have to. I'm just going to squeal. Don't even break any of my uh, my knees or anything. Or they go, they always go to the testicles last. Right. They're always like, all right, dude, I'm going to fucking cut off your dick or something like that. And the guy, t- the guy goes, okay, fine. Like, but then just it, start there. Because as soon as you say, like, all right, the guy's name is Johnson. He's at 6th Street. They leave immediately. So yes. if you make up a lie, yes. you can then leave. Yeah, I'm going to save that Or one they're going to kill you. They might kill you anyway, but why go through the fucking... My theory is the minute they put a knife to your dick, 99.9% of all guys give up the information. Yes, <laughs> like I, immediately. I, I think so. I so I might, if I'm a tough guy, I might think I could survive a, a kneecap loss. But, you know, it's going to hurt like hell, but I think like, oh, fuck it, I can live without a kneecap. <laughs> but if they just try to cut off your fucking Johnson, that's when you're going, all right, dude, that's not coming back. <laughs> that's just like... Yeah. You can have it. You can have every piece of information you want, fucker. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know. Great, they're fucking dumbass movie criminals. Fuck you. Uh, so uh, Chris Brown pulled a gun. This woman. Can't, so also the thing about NDAs is also you need to sign them on the way in. So I'll tell you something about. Let me give you a compliment, a Justin Bieber compliment. Mm-hmm. He has made every single person who's ever partied in his house sign an NDA on the way in. So not on the way out. The way out's too late. You can't people. You can't do the non-DA on the way out when, when the gun when the gun's in the air. Before yeah. you enter my house for my party where there'll be drugs, underage women, all this other shit, you must sign an NDA. And you're right. The NDA doesn't sign up in a criminal proceeding, but it does stop you actually from talking to TMZ, which this girl did about 11 seconds after she got out of the house <laughs> from phoning TMZ and say how much my story and Chris Brown waving a gun at my head. Right. That's what it would have stopped if he signed her on the way in. Uh, so she immediately went to TMZ. I assume got a nice fat paycheck for that and told the, told the story. Now the police are going to Chris Brown's house to rearrest him for the seventh time or eighth time so they can put him in jail for a month, let him out on probation for the 19th time, and then just wait till the next time. I don't know what the fuck happens. Right. Like, it's always, 
No one seems to take these crimes seriously. I guess he, has to, he really does have to kill someone before they actually do something. Uh, there seems to be a lot of warning, sign, warning signs going on this. But here's my point. Here's, what, here's the reason I, I raise this. These chicks, I mean, that go to the house in the hot tub and party with Chris Brown, short of death or Charlie Sheen AIDS, don't they kind of deserve what they get? I mean, is this really a crime? Has a crime really been committed here? No. Uh, if you're Rihanna, maybe you were unaware. You're like, oh, this guy uh, makes shitty songs and can <laughs> yes. dance. And you didn't know that he had that, that side of him. Then I, I get that, and that sucks for her. But at this point, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, uh, this g- the girl doesn't go to his house without being opportunistic, right? She's looking for something. It's not just to get laid. She's good enough looking. She can get laid anywhere she wants to. First of all, if I, I've never gone to a party. If someone on the way in or out said, hey, I want you to sign this thing that says you can't talk about what happened here, I'd be like, okay, well, now I'm turning right around and leaving because that sounds really fucking sketchy. Yes. Uh, well, uh, to be, I don't know. If I was that wealthy, you know these you know these people out to I get these guys. I think he's that wealthy. Well, whatever. he's just doing a lot of criminal activity. I, if I'm Justin Bieber and I'm hosting a party with like potentially underage girls with lots of drugs, I want to make sure I'm protected somehow. True. I, I get that part too. It sucks that everyone wants to record you. Everyone on- wants to record you, sell your shit, all this kind of stuff. At least at least reduces the amount of times that happens. But here's the point. If you're going to Chris Brown's house at midnight to go hot tubbing, which essentially means I'm going to fuck Chris Brown. Yeah. Uh, you've got to expect a lot of bad shit's going to happen. Now again, he didn't actually punch you. He didn't actually like shoot you. He just got all coked up and waved his gun around at you looking at his jewelry, which is like what I would expect happens every night at that house. Yeah. I mean, no, crime, no harm, no, no blood, no fouls, what I'm saying at this point. Dude, first of all, you go in there, because I, I read some of the stuff on uh, TMZ, and so they were searching everyone that came out, and they, they all had gang colors on. Yeah. So you're hanging out with fucking loser gang members. Um, with with gut with weapons what, at two in the morning in a house with dr- a lot of drugs in it. As I'm concerned. Oh, and by the way, how so do you think this chick was? I, I'd say you get oh, yeah. whatever you deserve. You, you're trying to score some free blow or fucking blow Chris Brown's fucking disgusting, disease-ridden dick. Like, oh, well, when, when you put it that way, it's very unappealing. Put a bullet in her head. I don't give a shit. Wow, like, oh, no, wow, you're just, wow, you're just like, what are we losing? Like a weird. Wow, Chris Brown's going to call you to bury the body at this point. <laughs> like, you're willing to dig a ditch and put her in it? Oh, I mean, ideally, I, w- I would not like that to happen. I'm just saying, just, I think we're in agreement that you're, you're going to get whatever you deserve. I think it's like, to me, it's like cigarettes. Just put a fucking warning label on it that if you fucking smoke these cigarettes, you're probably going to get lung cancer and die. Smoke at your own risk, right? That's all that needs to go in Chris Brown's house. Right. Inside this home are drugs, uh, gang members, guns. He also lives <laughs> in, like, Reseda, by the way. Like, right now, I don't even, like, let's just say it's, like, George Clooney. Like, do you want to go party at George Clooney's house? I'd be like, sure. It's in Reseda. I'd be yeah, like, uh, no, actually, no, I don't want like- to. Even fucking Obama went like out there for fifty million. For fifty million, <laughs> it is a fucking lousy drive. <laughs> I agree. All I want is a warning. There's, I think, there's been ample public warning. If you enter that house, short of being outright like Lana Clarkson, you know, being shot by the fucking crazy ass dude, I think you get. I think there's no crime. There's no crime committed here. I'm willing to let him off, even though putting him in jail for three months would just mean less shitty happens. For, sh- shitty things happen for the next three months. Right. So I want to see, see Kaepernick take a stand on this one. <laughs> what, what was the part? This is this just happened today, I think, or whatever, early this morning. Last night, yeah. So I was reading a thing that said uh, Chris Brown threw a bag out the window containing a gun and drugs. And I was like, <laughs> well, that sounds like a just an awful way of handling this. Uh, really? Why would you provide evidence? <laughs> 
Yeah. Right? The, what's this? Uh, I don't know. It's out my window. I don't know what that is. You can <laughs> flush like, drugs down the toilet. I don't know what you do with a gun, but clearly just, just delivering it to the people that are investigating <laughs> you cannot be a, the way to handle no, it. No. Also, if I was a teenager who lived near Chris Brown, <laughs> anytime I had a party, I'd just hang out by his house just to see what shit, shit was flying out there. Imagine all the fucking eight balls and shit flying out the window and the guns and all that sorts of That is interesting because he probably does live next door to like middle class white. Well, I guess they're probably more upper middle class white families yeah. that have like normal like white kids yes. that or, or black or what, or Mexican or whatever, but that live next to Chris Brown. And all of these dads are sitting around like, so how can we kill Chris Brown? <laughs> Get right? Yeah. And all the teenagers like, dude, you hang up by the windows, you get fucking free drugs, prostitutes come running out, naked prostitutes come running out the window. It's just awesome. I just hang out there. I would, I would want to make him my best friend ever if he was my neighbor. Yeah. Considered like a 15-year-old boy, that's the best part. That's the best place to be. Uh, yeah. Now I think about it, don't even put him in jail. He's a bad seed. But as far as I know, he hasn't really killed anybody yet. So I don't know what you do. With, I don't know what you There's no answer for guys like that, really, other than just have someone kick their ass. It's like the projects in Baltimore. Just fence it off. Let them do whatever. It's a sovereign territory. Yeah, or just have one of the gang members gone wrong, shoot him, I guess, is what happens eventually. <laughs> we all we lose we lose the music. The day the music dies, I think we'll really miss all those songs. I'm over under another three, four years to live. Yeah, I agree. Uh, by the way, this girl's name was Bailey. B-A-I-L-E-E. What? Yeah, right? So oh. right off the bat. She was born for this moment. She was literally born for this moment. I, oh, I'm Chris, starting to understand the region of California she's talking yes, about. Yes. Uh, east, right? Yes. Pretty far east, needles. Yeah, exactly. This was a big thing. She had some nice pageant dresses. I really adored them. Hi, right, Chris Brown. Uh, Matt and I give you a pass on this one. Uh, this, this just gives, all this does is give TMZ like 10 more stories to go off of. So yeah. they're 15 grand or where they paid her. Totally worthwhile. All right, let me ask you, uh, Matt, do you know what today is? We, it's not Women's Equality. We passed out already. Uh, it's not Labor Day yet. That's next weekend. Do you know what today's big day is? I don't. It's somebody's birthday. Oh. Yes. Dead or living? <laughs> well, he is dead, but it's still his birthday. It's Michael Jackson's 58th birthday. Oh. So we just mentioned this earlier. I, I feel like people that are dead should not continue to have birthdays after they're dead. Like the, you, lose, right. you kind of lose most of your other rights when you die. There's a lot of shit you can't do when you're dead. And one of them is have birthday parties. As far as I'm concerned, you just that's something you have to give up. I think once you're dead, you're you're like oh, birthday parties are kind of stupid, right? Yes. Like when you're thinking about it up yeah. in your cloud or wherever. Yeah, a memorial service seems nice. Everyone remembers you, <laughs> but a birthday party seems it seems very gratuitous for me. I mean, it's gratuitous past the age of like nine or ten, anyhow. Right. But when you're dead in the fifties, it certainly seems gratuitous. And they always like say he would be fifty eight today. Well, yeah, but he's not. Like okay, what else? What else? Would he would he be uh, a pedophile today? Like, <laughs> it is a good point that you brought up because I, I just realized no one ever. It seems to stop once you would be dead anyway. Because yes. fifty eight is a pretty good age to live to in America, but no no one says like, well, uh, he he would have been a hundred and six today because it's like, well, then he's like dead twice. <laughs> yes, right. Like, you know. Yeah. No one. No. After your whale, no one says he would have been. Yeah, we talk about George Washington. He's, he would have been two hundred forty seven years old today. Oh, happy birthday, George. Uh, here's why I'm really talking about Michael Jackson. You and I both know that Michael Jackson was a serial uh, child molester. And every sane, I think every sane person in the world understands this. Although he was never convicted in court, as people will always bring up with you. No shit about the court? No, I don't give shit about courts either. Because, by the way, had he been convicted in court, those same exact people would have said he was wrongfully convicted. So it's really not a great standard anyhow. Right. So every year on his birthday, uh, mostly I would call la- large, larger ladies uh, who love Michael Jackson, who touched, touched him in special ways, although not the way he touched little boys, 
uh, gather on Facebook and other social media outlets and, and freeway overpasses to remember the king, the king of pop. <laughs> I never said the freeway overpass sign, by the way. That's like when you really like have no like you can't just can't afford any other way to get your message out there. Yeah, you, you I mean, paint like a bed sheet and you hang it over the freeway. For, when was the last time you've been on like the one seventy and, and you're like, oh yeah, it's, uh, I mean, first of all, you're speeding by it yes. usually around you know eighty miles an yes. hour. So you can't read it. It's usually badly, poorly folded up. Some guy thought it was a genius idea. <laughs> um, so they they celebrate Michael Jackson's birthday, and I just. You know, it was nice. His son today, Prince, who's now Prince Jackson, who's now 19, although not probably his bio son, uh, wrote him a sonnet, a beautiful sonnet on Instagram. It was, which, I actually found it kind of touching. I did, too. It was not a great sonnet as far as sonnets go, but it was, it was very nice. I feel there are only three people in this world that should be allowed to think Michael Jackson is not a pedophile. Those are his three children. And only because, A, he probably never raped them. He raped all their friends. <laughs> But yeah. he was probably a decent to them. He was a, when they were eight, they were nine, the, ten. They were the wingmen. Yeah, they were the, unwittingly <laughs> the wingmen. Uh, but he was probably really good to them. He was probably a great dad to them, and they don't want to think about their dad, uh, you know, grabbing that little eight-year-old boy's uh, junk, you know. Right. And I get that. If I was his kid too, I'd rather think that everyone else is wrong and I'm right. And he was a great dad, and he called him like he compared him to like Saint Saint somebody today, and he's the Lamb of Jesus or whatever else he Dude, was. He probably was a great dad. It like just on a personal day to day level. I mean, he's like a crazy gay guy yes. who's a like a almost a billionaire. Like, oh, I'll, sorry, I'll trade my dad in. Yeah. for that dad who, by the way, owns and lives in an amusement park. <laughs> like, yeah, this lives- really can't get any better. At no, this point. you guys, are, you have a giraffe at your window every just morning. Just don't don't let your friends. Uh, <laughs> don't let your friends get drunk and tell you what happened at the, yeah. behind the maybe, maybe the sleepover was at your friend's house you know, like, you know yeah there was always that one kid who was so embarrassed of his parents he always insisted the sleepovers were never at his house always at somebody else's house mm-hmm. or you went to play at his house you'd always want to play somewhere else yeah and it was never really then you met his parents you thought they were nice but you know there was something horrible going on <laughs> just a sign they could have done that but they were these guys at the time were like Two three years old, they weren't going to stop this shit. Right, it's not. It's really not their fault, honestly. It's not their fault. They actually seem like pretty normal teenage guy, t- teenagers. This kid, the older kid, is writing sonnets. He started a production company where he actually seems to be working at it and making, starting to make films and stuff like that. That's great. If you're doing any work in this situation, you are way ahead of the curve. Yeah, I mean, they don't seem to be drug addicts. They don't seem to be fat. They don't seem to be like messed up people. They have. He has a girlfriend who's pretty cute, but not like too cute where we like look dangerous. Just like kind of a like a, a, a somewhat chubby, really cute girlfriend. He seems fucking normal. They seem really normal. Wait, why does he have a chubby girlfriend? That's that's weird. I mean, he's, what I'm saying, he's not like he's not going around with the hoary, uh, you know, the the obvious girls. He's not fucking like Kelly Osborne or something like that. No, not that fat. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, like a like a normal like a girl that he could get if he wasn't Prince Jackson. Oh, okay. Good, good. Yes, he's a normal looking dude. He's not. He's pretending like he's not a, a super rich. Heir to the pedophile. He's not like a wiry black guy like his dad. <laughs> yes, <that's, he's, laughs> he, he is pretending that too. Uh, but is there any? I mean, shouldn't everyone from the day they showed those fucking Emmanuel Lewis? I know you don't know who he is still. That little midget picture from the eighties with Michael Jackson wrestling with them. From that point on, shouldn't everyone else who's ever supported Michael Jackson just be ashamed of themselves? Is that yeah. the feeling you should have at his birthday? Isn't it a time to remember how how horribly you did nothing while all this shit was going on? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I was looking around on my on my Facebook account, which is so fucking annoying. I'm I'm just considering fighting everyone that that writes anything on Facebook at this point. But I I, I noticed a lot less of the uh, 
Michael Jackson tributes than in years past. And maybe it's just because it's, you know, the novelty's worn off. He's been dead now for another year. But I, I felt like last year I saw a lot more people like RIP, uh, you know, uh, whatever, taken too soon or whatever the fuck uh, <laughs> these idiots talk about. But, um, no, I, well, it may be, in, like I said, I think it's just because it's the seventh year now or whatever it's been. So people are lo- like the, 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 People that were kind of a little bit into it have now dis- moved on to David Bowie and some other shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a lot of dead other famous people they can cling on to since then. So you think his stupid ass like hardcore supporters slash you know rape deniers uh, are, are still there? Oh yeah, no, there was thr- like the thriller memes were still up and all that kind of shit. The yeah. King, you know, well, I think the- I have cooler Facebook friends than you. Then uh, you do. Well, I have a lot of large Latina ladies uh, in my Facebook circle. Uh, we exchange recipes, and once a year I get to see all their tributes to Mike, how Michael Jackson touched them. When, when by the way, other men would not. Um, it just—it seems to me the Michael Jackson thing needs to stop now, and we need to, if, if like everybody who's sane realizes this guy's a pedophile, shouldn't that put enough pressure on the small number of people who you know? There's always going to be deniers and everything that's obvious, right? Shouldn't that put pressure on those people just to go away? Can we can we call this 58th birthday, which isn't really a birthday, his last birthday? Yeah, let's. How about he dies? He's dead now again. He's, he's dead again. Like in heaven, in heaven. Well, he'd probably be in hell since he's a child. Anyway, wherever he is in in your fantasy world, yeah, he he's he's just dead. In my fantasy world, he got sent to hell, but he he buys his way to heaven. That's where all the little boys are. <laughs> Gotta get back to the well, boys. He did buy his way to freedom while on this on this earth on yes. this terrestrial world. So. Uh, yeah, maybe you can do that in the afterworld. Maybe I don't he know. Signs up to be a volunteer librarian. This or whole something. afterlife thing is very vague. They they never really mention the specifics of, of how is there a currency system? Well, I mean, if there's a little league, he's coaching it. If he, if there's a, a library, he's volunteering to read the kids out. Well, he's coaching dead kids in the little league and and molesting. Haven't no. we been able? Haven't we now in 2016 clearly been able to profile 99 percent of all child molesters? There's really no reason why, other than the guys who may keep it inside their homes and it's all private and scary. Haven't I don't, I don't just, think there's a lot of guys doing it at the mall. No, no, but I mean, haven't we identified the typical guy who is a predator? Don't we just know now who yeah, it is? The, this, it's a very clear profile. This is like TSA. This is like TSA at the airport. We kind of know exactly who's carrying the bomb on the plane and who isn't. Right. Yeah. But we just won't, don't want to admit it. <laughs> Can we just look at every single guy who, who a straight male, semi-straight male, who offers to be around children or is not, not his own and just fucking put him somewhere? Yes, I think so. Speaking of, of the... Uh, uh, airport security. They have an amnesty bin, right? It's, Is that where you can throw your shit? You can throw all your drugs in there. Yeah. So I have two questions. One, if you're like kind of a homeless guy, why not just roll by the airport occasionally, check out the amnesty bin, see if there's any drugs in there. Secondly, let's say you had a bomb and you're like, ah, you know what? Nah, I don't think I'm going to blow up this airplane today. Does the amnesty apply to your bomb, you mean? Well, no, I'm just saying you could just put a bomb in the, in the amnesty bin and at LAX, there are roughly, I don't know, 100, 200 people in airport security. Much more than, let's say, equivalent to your average airplane flight in terms of oh, people. You mean in terms of killing people? Just bomb? Yeah. Why wouldn't like you that? just put a bomb in the fucking bin and then you would kill more people without even having to deal with airport security? That's the one, you know what? If ISIS hasn't thought of that, I think they should listen to your idea. That sounds like <laughs> a really great idea. I thought you meant if they put the amnesty bin, do they get, do they get amnesty? Well, that's another question. I seriously, I hope not. I, I really hope if they find a bomb in there, they're not like throwing it in the fucking 
a like, recycle bin. Hey, that dude just put, that dude just put a bomb in the amnesty bin. Well, he's got amnesty now. Hey, is it like, what can you do? Is it like going to a church in the movies? Like when you're under from the cops are after you for sanctuary, right. the sanctuary of the church? Yeah. What are you gonna do? He's fucking sanctuary. He's in the church, you know. And the priest is there. He shall not pass right, these right. sacred walls. Like fuck you, priest. Move aside. We're getting the fucking dude. Yeah. That's some shit like that. Uh, TSA to me. I've been on several flights recently. I don't understand the idea that they are doing. I don't know whatever it is like. 800 million pat-downs and screens a year to look for, like, three guys. Right. It just, that just unequivocally makes no sense whatsoever. That has to be the least efficient way ever of looking for, like, three to four terrorists a year that would go to the airport. It's absolutely retarded. I was just in Alaska visiting, unfortunately, and um, I, I made the mistake of, my, my buddy was dropping me off at the airport, so he was going to work, so I, he dropped me off a little bit early. So I went through airport security, and they did that stupid-ass thing where they swab your shit to look for explosives, yes. which I don't even think is yes. possibly fucking real because no. I don't handle explosives. A little, a little piece of Kleenex. So how come it keeps testing positive, and what are you even looking for on that thing? <laughs> so they bring me into a room, and they clearly had, like, a quota, or they were just bored because no one else was there. Like, you know, it's a small-town airport, and the, I'm just looking at the guy like, you know I would fucking punch you right now if, if uh, I wouldn't go to jail, right? If you weren't going to go to jail for 35 years for doing fucking it? Fucking piss me off so much. Yeah, I don't like that. Here, here's my theory. I'm willing to take the chance that once every 20 years a plane blows up, <laughs> just not to have to wait in line. What oh, are the yeah. odds? I mean, yes, okay, so every 10 to 20 years a plane blows up, what are the odds you're going to be on that plane? And would you save thousands of hours of your life waiting to stay alive for that for that random yes, chance? Yes, I would. Because, by the way, yeah, so we got the plane situation. Let's just pretend this fucking retarded system actually works. Good. We got the plane thing locked down. Good. Okay. So don't worry about... Guess what? They'll just go to another place where there's a lot of fucking people. Yeah. Right? Like so stop fucking ruining my fucking travel experience. I agree with you. I think the idea is that planes were easy to target and that a plane with a bomb on it is really dangerous because it can fly around. It was... A, it was a shrewd move the first time around. Yes. Now, the, the, like, why would you even fuck with it? Uh, I don't know. I agree with you. I, we should get rid of TSA and just have, uh, I don't know. If you're scared of bombers, just carry counter bombs. That's what I think. Like the open carry laws with guns? Yeah. Just carry bombs with you. <laughs> just throw them back the other Just guys carry bombs, bombs. yeah. Yes. I mean, Dick Cheney will hire some other Saudis who do business with them to fucking find a place to blow your shit up. Wow, 9-11. Hey, <laughs> here first. Right, we're, we're, move, we're moving on. Yeah, let's move on. You don't like Brian's pizza toppings. Now you're going to fucking <laughs> 9-11 conspiracies. Uh, let me ask you, Matt. Uh, someday you may be in the position of hiring a babysitter for a child you make willingly or unwillingly. Uh, a woman may come to you with a two-year-old baby that looks like you with the same fucking haircut and say, you probably don't, it'll, the line will start with, you probably don't remember me, but right. that is going to how it's going to happen. Uh, would you hire Anthony Weiner to be, former Congressman Anthony Weiner to be the babysitter of your child? Is I that, wouldn't even hang out with Anthony Weiner. Like, dude, why don't you just go beat off or like um, hire an escort? Like, what are you doing? Like, it's such a weird, like, fucking juvenile way to spend your time. Well, he was hiring escorts, wasn't he? Is that how the whole thing started? I mean, I think, wasn't he one of the guys, or was that Elliot Spitzer I got confused Well, with? then, I would say if you're going to hire an escort, just do it. Stop putting information out there and incriminating yourself. Like, he's obviously super aroused by sexting, and it's yes. weird. So here's what happened. Congressmen used to just sleep with all sorts of, in Washington used to sleep with all sorts of women because there are, like, con- congressional groupies. <laughs> are just, they hot? It's true. And yeah, many of them are actually very attractive. It's just true. Like, some women are drawn to power. In L.A., they're drawn to actors and wherever they are. But in New York, to, to guys in banks or whatever. In D.C., there's a cadre of young women who just try to sleep with congressmen or used to because they were the most powerful person they knew. 
They're like, they were the rock stars of a very small section of Washington, D.C. As sad as that is, that's what it was. Then when it came around that, like, you know, there was more media attention and there started being female congressmen, they just couldn't do that shit anymore. Wait, do they, like, know a lot about government? Like, like do chicks that fuck athletes, like, follow sports closely or no? Uh, do they, they know the difference between a congressman and a senator, for example? No, but just like the athletes, they know how much money the professional athletes making. Oh, okay. <laughs> they know the contract. They go to Koch Contracts. Right, right. Site is online and check out the contracts. There is a reason when you Google someone's name, it's immediately followed by net worth. Like, yeah. What? That's not what I wanted to know. No, although I would say the DC the DC whores, I would say no exact. They are interested in politics, not so much from a legislative standpoint, but of where this person's headed. Because mm-hmm. a junior congressman could be headed to be a president one day. Right, that's a big deal. And if they're senator or whatever else, they have power. They get the nice places. They go to nice dinners. They get nice. They always on junkets to fucking you know Hawaii or Thailand or Europe. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad deal to be that girlfriend of the congressman uh, while they're not like making millions. Uh, so Anthony Weiner, I think, was caught. Those guys then started getting escorts, and then the escorts seemed like an idiot until all the madams started selling the books on the escorts. That's how, like, Elliot Spitzer, all those guys got caught up in all that shit. So now, what have they done? They can't, they're not going to fuck their wives, or their wives aren't going to fuck them. They can't sleep with young groupies. They can't sleep with escorts. So what are they, Anthony Weiner doing? He's just fucking going on, fucking, <laughs> going on Facebook and Twitter and private messaging his dick to, to women and masturbating online to like any woman who will like say, "Oh, you're Anthony Weiner, aren't you? Aren't you a congressman?" Like, yeah, check out my dick. Dude, <laughs> I, 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 he seems sexually frustrated. I guess is the word. Like, so you're married to Hillary Clinton's like lackey, who's not even a lackey. Like, you're actually like she's going to hold a high position. Oh, in government. she will be their chief of staff or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. You're, you know, he's a Jewish guy. She's a Seems like a fairly devout Muslim. Raised in a devout Muslim household. It's weird. Right, like right away, it's weird. They they both look emaciated. They don't look like they eat or have sex with each other. And I'm just wondering, like when, like I don't want to get married, but I'm thinking when you get married, um, isn't sar- like the subtext of that like, uh, I can fuck you anytime I want now. Like, isn't that kind of what that's about? Well, well, I think the first that I think that's the guy's subtext. That's what he believes. <laughs> I think what the woman believes is you can't fuck anybody else now. Oh, okay. So there's definitely there's definitely there's definitely some an antagonistic relationship there where the guy thinks like, oh, I get to have sex with you anytime I want now, and the woman's thinking like, you can't have sex with anyone but me, so I have a lot of power. Uh huh. <laughs> sort of like, and with a woman like that, especially who is a, uh, a professional, well educated, going places woman. Yeah. She's got a lot of options in terms of like non sex options. Yeah. Like, look where she is. She's going to be chief of staff in the United States or wherever she's going to be. She's going to be one of the most powerful people in the world very soon. So she actually kind of figured that shit out. So they probably got hooked up by like Clinton's crowd because he was yes. a, he was a very up, up and coming. Uh, yeah, 10 years ago, he was a very up and coming. He was going to be like, like he had a shot at being a president at some point. He would have could have been senator of New York. He could have easily been, you know, some big thing in the new Clinton White House. He could have been secretary of state. If you're senator in New York, then you, you got to a pretty decent chance of being the president. Yeah. Other as than good being, as anyone else. Other than being Jewish, that wouldn't kill you, but... Or well, not, not necessarily being Jewish, but just looking exceptionally Jewish, I think. Is. Well, having the name Wiener, although, you know, people said there'd never be a, I mean, Obama's not Muslim, but the name Barack Obama, 20 years ago, no one thought that was going to be president. His name is Hus- his middle name is Hussein. Barack Hussein Obama. There's no way anyone. He 20 has years the ago- same name as the guy that we started a war with. For no, he reason. has a Muslim name, and there's no way anyone thought that a guy with that name, let alone a black guy with a Muslim name, would ever be president. So who knows? See, I could see Wiener becoming president. I mean, 
The jokes would be tremendous. Well, look, I mean, so what, what's going to happen first? Jewish president, gay president, or tranny, trans, whatever. Trans will be last only because that puts, off, that, that puts off the most number of people. You know, I mean, it was only, what, 50, 60 years ago, Kennedy was the first Catholic president. Right, and that was a big deal. And they said we never have a Catholic president, and then they said, it'll happen. He had great hair, though. It'll happen. He did have nice hair. Uh, Speaking of sex addicts, uh, so what's Wiener been up to lately? Well, after two rounds of being losing his job, being disgraced as congressman, resigning, losing the moral race in New York, which he actually was ahead in for like a week or two. Uh, all from t- sexting ladies and showing off his junk online, do all it and masturbating online excessively. He goes and does it again. This is after Huma's left him, essentially to be Hillary's full-time campaign manager and potential scissor kissing. Chris, like, Chris this is, a, this is the one thing you're not allowed to do. Yes, this is the one thing you can't do. But he, at the same time, I f- don't feel bad for him. But I think Huma Abedin leaves her child. She has a baby with him. First off. Which, which, by the way, you know it was not an accident. It was an intentional baby. These aren't people. These are people who have sex once every three years. This is a turkey baster. Yes, this was not a. This was not like we're so randy and all of a sudden a fucking baby comes along. This was clearly a very planned out situation. I don't think any babies are actually conceived in the, in the missionary. Uh, position. Uh, well, if you ever have sex with a Catholic girl, <laughs> well, I was also wondering because you know I, I've known a few Catholic girls in my life. If you know what I mean, <clears throat> are Muslim chicks the same way in that they act out their Super bizarre sexual oppression, because I, I feel like it's not like that. No, I would. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think I guys, like the hand is already. Uh, I think yeah, I think guys who say they can look at women and know if they're like sexual beasts in bed are just full of shit. They have I've, been, no, I've been wrong most of the time. No idea whatsoever. Having said that, looking at the two of them together, at least Huma and Anthony Weiner together, just their facial gestures when you see them in photos together, they clearly are not intimately, <laughs> clearly not intimately close. So no. even when Bill and Hillary put their arms around each other for all those photo ops, it's just something about it. You can just tell this is like this is the first time they've done that in five years. Yeah, it was clearly forced. If you look at Weiner and I mean they're always at least three feet apart in every photo of them together, which is the first which is the first signal uh, that even though they know they're being photographed, they can't stand to be together. But she left her kid. What what woman? You know this falls on women. I'm sorry, this is sexist. What woman leaves her three year old son to go away for three, four, five months at a time? With her unemployed, cyber sex addicted, master, chronic, chronic masturbating, cheating husband. Who put, who put on a fresh pair of jockeys yes. just for the photo. Yeah. Because they were like a weird, like Lance Armstrong. Yes. Like, you don't wear those. Those aren't, those aren't under your jeans, right? No. That's just like, Luckies. that's for like cyber sex. Those are sexy <laughs> underwear. That's like the enhance your bulge underwear. I bet on Grinder, like you could sell those with Grinder logos, would be huge. That's what, I mean, I'm assuming most of what he did is what he does is like taking straight straight from Grinder, like straight from gay guys sexting, because a lot of it just seemed like something gay dudes would do, like a real heavy emphasis I on think like it's pretty intuitive. Yeah, but it's like, it seems like a lot of like dick focused stuff, which I don't know that women, random women, are going to be like excited by. Well, yeah, the, he's in his late forties. He's oh, he's fifty fifty one. Okay, he's he's obviously pretty intelligent. How has he not realized that chicks, all they do is look at that and then they show it to their friends and make fun of you? Yeah, or like if you look at the text back that she sent. So here's another case, just like the Chris Brown case, the girl telling Chris Brown everything else. I have a twinge of feeling sorry for him because clearly this woman set him up. Now he's been doing it to probably a hundred women. But well, that's clearly- another thing that's not discussed. She deserves to be shamed for sort of uh, violating the trust. Uh, unless she f- fancies herself like a like a WikiLeaks like hacker, I know she's a Trump supporter. Well, I don't. I think she just it just she's clearly she knew it was Anthony Weiner, the Anthony Weiner who fucking chronically masturbates online when she hooked up with him. 
So it wasn't like she didn't know that was happening. I would be willing to bet the photos she sent him were fake. Because the photos she sent him were of a woman with a really hot body. I'm guessing those were fake. I bet they were real, but she just has them on. They were recycled. Really? From like 20 years earlier? People have like, people have their profile photos on Facebook and when they're 20 years younger. Oh, I haven't seen an after photo. Is she gross? No, they, she hasn't, they, haven't, shown her, they haven't shown her face at all. Uh, she kept the photos for, she kept the text and the photos for a year, released them during the campaign cycle, obviously. So I do feel that twinge of embarrassment for him, uh, knowing that she was setting him up. At the same time, he has to be smart enough to know that he's being set up, that like he's been busted so many times before for the same crime. That at some point, you can only commit like that same larceny over and over again at the same shop over and over again before you realize you're going to get caught again. Right. Like, how is he even enjoying the experience when in the back of your mind, you got to think like there's a, a one, two, ten, whatever it is chance that this person is actually just going to sell this to, to well, the Well, yeah. New so York if you looked at the thing, so after he posted the photo of himself, like basically showing off his dick with his son in bed next to him, which is utterly disgusting. I think well, we can all agree it's pretty disgusting. Uh-huh. He then went and deleted his Twitter, Twitter account. When she pointed that out, I can see her son in the photos. He went and, like, he went. I mean, first, he made a dirty joke, of course. And then he went and deleted his entire Twitter Wait, account. What was his joke? Just about how, like, oh, it's not going to wake the kid up if I do this or whatever. Like, Ew! <laughs> yeah, like, what? Yes. He tried to, like, he was, pro- he was probably, like, enjoying himself at the moment. <laughs> you know, guys, they don't want to stop in the middle. It's fucking terrible. There's almost nothing that will stop. When, when a guy gets close, there's almost nothing that will stop him. Like, there could be shit going on around you. Like, fucking ICBMs could be headed in from Russia or shit like that. You're still going to finish. Yeah, but you got you to gotta know how you're coming off. I mean, I, so I, I was about to say before you, before I learned that detail, that I don't think the kid being around, first of all, it is creepy, weird, and not cool. But I don't think that equates to him like being dangerous or or somehow oh, no, I don't think being like any a, suggestion. a pedophile. It's not no. like if you own pornography, you're like a rapist or whatever. No, I don't think it's any suggestion he's Michael Jackson in terms of like actually you know fondling boys. I'm like he's just fondling this shit out of himself and has, does has no idea when to stop or when it's appropriate. And but guys like that, guys that have like sort of uncontrollable sexual habits, even though they're not towards children, are not the guys you want looking after children. No, ideally bad, not. No. no, it's just a bad. It's just not what you look for in a resume of a babysitter. <laughs> like several, like several, like uh, exposing yourself in public arrest is not what you're looking for. So wait, so all right, so his his wife is um, Hillary Clinton's number one aide, essentially getting paid like under the table, shitloads of fucking dirty money, right? Yes, and potentially her lesbian lover, depending on which outlet you believe. Uh, well, there are people, there I, are I think people, she could do better. There are people who believe that, that she is her intimate con- uh, confidant. Uh, well, maybe I, only one person's enjoying that uh, situation. Uh, wait, Puma? <laughs> no. Um, shit. What was my question? Um, oh, so he's just a stay-at-home dad. He has like no job. No, he has no job. He's a, he's unemployed. So yeah. So you have where your does unem- he live in Manhattan? They live in somewhere in Manhattan. So um, he stays at home all day and wakes well, no, up and sometimes hits up he takes, No, he takes the kid to nursery school or whatever. But he has no job. No, he's got no job. He was a, a disgraced politician. That's hard to get a new job. What can you do? You run for office again. He's not hireable. No one's going to hire him. He has uh, sex offenses against him. Not legal, not criminal sex offense against him, but he's a, a known sex offender. The weirdo. Yes, he's a known weirdo. Who's going to hire him? And he so, looks like a weirdo. See, that's the worst yes. part about it. Is you can be a weirdo, but if you're like really charming, like if Brad Pitt was like, uh, he might be like, yeah, I don't really believe it. But this guy just looks like a mugshot. Yes, know? he's a usually skinny. He's unusually ripped. He's taking a lot of H. Clearly taking a lot of HGH and shit like that. He's clearly doing like that that uh, Travis Bickle like curls like. You see, like, 
the pull angry pull ups and shit like that. Like you know, he's sitting around the house all day with a kid, right? And he's probably just got dumbbells and he's like just fucking the, the no pull-ups. legs. <laughs> yeah, no legs. No legs. No, strength. no leg exercise. Just dumbbells. Just prison ripped. And then every every hour he just goes and masturbates on camera. <laughs> just like uh, <laughs> it's weird. Like you said, he's an intelligent guy. He's a smart, educated guy. So he's not like a porn star. Where he just has his brain is not working well, and he just is just an animal. And this is what he does. Yeah, this guy has chosen sort of the animal life, and then his wife's out there. And how does she leave this kid alone with him? It just—it's the whole thing is so bizarre. They both need to go away, but she's going to be like one of the most powerful people soon enough. There was a picture uh, in one of the papers last week where she and Hillary were shopping, in this, and they were mar- wearing very close to matching outfits, and it just looked—it looks so much like. I, I think the post ran a double entendre about it. It looks so much like like a lesbian couple just shopping for knickknacks. It was just yeah. same slacks, same turquoise tops. It was just it was it was pretty bad. How much would you give just to just to be a fly on the wall in that in that bus and just over here like after all not not even politics but just like what what they really talk about like uh, Pro- I think they're just propping her up on fucking medication and shit like that. <laughs> If Huma has to go down on her, that's really, really tragic. No wonder. But anyhow, like, I think you said Huma's dumping him, which is good. <laughs> just, I just disgusted myself like in half I think a second. going down on it. Really? Well, you, don't don't, think don't have, you don't think old women have sex? What's wrong with you? I, do they? Did you, I, see, did you see the cocoon, the movie Cocoon? No. When they jump in the pool? Wasn't with the, Sheen in there? <laughs> no, that was Platoon. What the fuck is Cocoon? Cocoon is a story about the old people. It's like an old. It's an eighties movie. I can't believe you haven't seen it. Is that the one where the fat guy's naked? Uh, there is a fat guy naked. It's about the old retirement home when they get they visited by some alien presence that makes them all feel youthful again, and all the old people get really uh, start getting very horny and having sex again. Uh, it sounds like a, a terrible movie, <laughs> yes. and I I don't understand why it was made. <laughs> it was very popular at the time. All right, Anthony Weiner, just put that, put that. So he can't, literally cannot put that shit away. You can't just tell him to put his dick away. He literally cannot put his dick away. He's, I mean, he's been disgraced, humiliated, publicly taunted. He's been lost his job. He's losing his wife. He'll lose some custody of his child. He literally cannot put his dick away. He obviously dick enjoys his showing his dick via text more than actually putting his dick inside of, a, of the woman that he's sending it to. Well, in theory, at least. I mean, I don't think he's, his house is being watched. So in theory, he can't really. He's like another one of those celebrities we talked about, the lazy factor. Like, he just can't go out and meet women. So he has to do what he has, and Huma probably has him watched all the time. So this is what he's got, man. Now, why she doesn't put the fucking control of his internet? That I don't know. You got to well, do that. You got to put that kid software on that shit. Can so, you do that? I feel like he'd figure that out, right? Yeah, he's pretty, he'd hire someone. To figure he'd like that hire out. Snowden to hack into <laughs> yes, it. Yes, he would. So he <laughs> got to fucking get your rocks off, dude. Just a jockey. It's just he's got to switch out the boxers or some shit like that. Just you got to get rid of the fucking jockeys, dude. Just, get rid of the weird ones that go down all the way to your to your knee. Like, yeah, no one like. You all right? Like any like chicks know they don't think it's hot. They're just getting a group of their girlfriends together and showing the photo and making fun of you. Even if you're even if your wang was like you know eleven inches, and and it doesn't work. Sorry, this is getting weird. But it is weird. Stop talking about dicks. No one likes it. It serves no serves no real purpose. No, it does not. Uh, Wiener, put the wiener away. So. I mean, two years from now, when he's lost his wife, lost his kid, has no job, he's, like, really struggling, he's still going to be doing this. This is one of those things that doesn't go away, I'm afraid. So, blame the digital age. Wiener, stole that shit. Matt, let me ask you, you read something this week. Uh, fucking hell, you actually read a story about Lenny Dykstra and Mickey Rourke, and Lenny Dykstra owes Mickey Rourke money. Yeah. Two old two old codgers. Two old codgers <laughs> uh, fucked up on drugs, a life of drugs, and so forth. <laughs> 
what can you tell us about Lady Dexter and Mickey Rourke and the, uh, the deal they had between them? They're in some ongoing feud where Lenny Dykstra uh, is just doing random ass interviews. So he accused uh, Mickey Rourke of stealing $30,000 from him, uh, I don't know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. And uh, it's not really spe- specified whether Mickey Rourke took $30,000 out of his bank account or if it was like a cocaine thing or whatever. But they basically well, I'm, sure, f- I'm sure it was on the up and up. Uh, yeah, obviously. But two like drug addicted guys are just trading thirty thousand dollars. There's gotta be a good reason for it. Probably just a timeshare situation. Yes, yes. Uh, so, uh, uh, th- this is a unique situation because they're both down to fight. Like, I really think they would fight. And and most guys, like, I don't want to fight anyone. Most guys give it up, you know, after their thirties. At least these guys are in their fifties. Uh, Rourke is is sixty sixty something. Anyway, so. They would tussle. They, they would go at it. They would definitely go at it like a like a brawl. They would go at it, yeah. and it'd be awesome. So I'm wondering if it's partly to promote some sort of celebrity boxing thing. But I think they're both just insane. And uh, Dykstra is accusing Rourke of stealing the thirty grand, and I believe uh, Rourke actually. Uh, do you believe Rourke uh, as he used to be, or Rourke now as a middle aged housewife? He looks like with the blonde <laughs> wig and the the cheekbones done like at least seventeen times. He's almost unfamiliar unfamiliar looking. It's just bizarre how much... Well, he's got the huge mu- steroid muscles. He's got the weird bitch tits. He's got the tits, and then he's got, like, some... His face is just... I mean, he looks like a bad... Like a like an unattractive 45-year-old woman. I must have missed this somewhere in my... This is, you know, right around the time where, it, where generationally you just miss some stuff. So I don't know Mickey Rourke as actually being, like, a cool, good actor. I just know Mickey Rourke as being, like, weird, weirdo he trainer. Wasn't, I don't think he was cool, good actor, but he was badass actor. He was, And he had a hot, super hot um, uh, supermodel girlfriend who he beat up. A Chinese chick? Uh, Carrie Otis. Oh. He beat her up, or allegedly beat her up. She had some bruises. Back in the day, back in the, back in the 80s, you could beat women up, and it was just okay. Right, right. <laughs> models, you'd be a model, and was like, oh, you should maybe get a new boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, Sean Penn knows what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but he was, in, he was in a lot of these, like, dangerous roles. He took all the dangerous roles, where he was, could be an unattractive character. He would take any role. Uh-huh. But I think he was seen as a handsome guy by women, you know, as a leading man kind of, rough leading man guy. Uh, it just didn't go very well. But Lenny Dykstra, funny you should ask me about my Lenny Dykstra story. <laughs> Let's so, hear your Lenny Dykstra story. I actually, I, I do happen to have one. So a few <laughs> years ago, uh, Lenny Dykstra, but before he went to jail, this is before he went to jail for doing lots of bad stuff. You know, I don't know if you remember. So Lenny Dykstra was on the Phillies and he was on the, uh, the Mets for a little while. He was the classic Royd, baseball Royd case, because he was not a big guy. He was like maybe 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, played like right field. He played a bunch of positions, but he was a, he had, always had that huge thing of chew, chew in, his, in his cheek. And yeah, his, he his was lip. speeded out of his fucking mind while he was playing basketball. Speed, uh, sorry, baseball. He was speeded, and he was chewing that thing like it was yes. like his life depended on it. Yeah, and he looked... He had a fucked up face. He probably got punched a lot when he was younger. He'd run in the walls. He'd all. He just probably wasn't feeling anything, right? A white trash guy that uh, over exceeded expectations. Well, but he took so much roids that he's, he's like he had years when he hit like thirty. A few years when he hit like thirty or forty home runs for no reason. A little guy, and he just jumped from like zero to forty. And he just like he look. He was just a classic case because a big guy. If you're six, if you're Mark McGuire, at least you were big to begin with. You put on thirty pounds of muscle. It shows, but it doesn't totally show. You're just a big. You're a big guy who got bigger. He was a little guy who got enormous. He looked like one of those fucking Rumpelstiltskin like little fucking toys you buy in the store. Where he's just you're still five eight, dude, but now you have huge fucking muscles all over your, your your body and your ears, and everything's bulging out and all sorts of shit. It's hard to hide. You're like a Kardashian, like a male Kardashian. Uh, then he got really good, and then this was before they banned they banned steroids. 
he retired from baseball after whatever reason he had to go off steroids and his home runs dropped from 40 to zero again. Uh, probably had health concerns. He became a financial guru. I don't know if you knew this. Yeah. He, he was on CNBC all the time. He had investment funds. He would put on a suit and tie and talk about like all these investments. People were giving, people with money were giving Lenny Dykstra their money. Yes. A lot of it too. <laughs> he had all, I mean, he had to, he passed himself off. He changed his outfits, passed himself, got a, got a lot of fake hair plugs. And uh, I think it was on the Jim Cramer show, or whatever. He passed himself off as like a, as an investment guru, having no background whatsoever. He probably hit a few lucky stocks or whatever he did. So he got all that shit. And then at some point, he got into, like, buying car washes. <laughs> he bought a lot of car washes, which, by the way, they just might as well arrest every person who owns a car wash. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, you're in the mob or something. something it's like wrong. the one. Well, it never works out, really. Like, when's the last no. time you went to a car wash? It's a money. As far as I can tell, it's just for it's money, just money laundering. laundering. It's just yeah. money it's laundering. Uh, and to hire good-looking girls, which he was doing, then he was sexually harassing the women. All that worked for him. Anyhow, I met Lane Dykstra when he wanted to start what the Players Tribune into, Players Tribune is today. He wanted to start several years ago. Only his idea for the Players Tribune was that the players not only have a magazine, but they let him manage their money. <laughs> so it was it was like the Players Tribune, but everyone who was part of it, he'd also manage their money, and he'd have a, pl- a player's whatever it's <laughs> called a credit card. And so if you would give him, like, your $20 million, So guys with a ton of cash yes, on guys, hand. Guys with a ton More of cash. cash than almost any other group in would the world. Would be part of this elite, this elite athlete uh, uh, club, which would have this glossy... He wanted a very glossy magazine. It had to be very glossy. <laughs> and then he would also manage your money, and he would give them credit cards. Like, they'd have something better than Amex Black. Uh-huh. They'd have, like, a player's, player's club card from issued from him. Wow. <laughs> they would be like... This yeah. is clearly an idea that was conceived while he was on Coke. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is the, mo- the most Coke idea I've com- ever heard. Completely on Coke. So he wanted me to run, he wanted me to run the, uh, the magazine side of this. Which, by the way, sounds like a really good idea. Because there's one thing about guys who have a lot of money that are, have big drug, drug uh, addictions. That eventually, they lose all the money. But before they lose all the money, they spend a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. So he was offering me some huge amount of money to do this. Like way more than it would have been worthwhile <laughs> And I knew he was fucked up at the time, but I knew he was also living in Wayne Gretzky's mansion in, uh, over in Westlake, which is a $16 million house. He'd like moved with in. Wayne Gretzky? Or just... No, after Gretzky moved out, he sold to Lenny Dykstra. Okay. And it was, a six, it was valued at $16 million. Uh, I went to meet Dykstra. So the, he would phone me. Like, he started phoning me. He was always drunk dialing me. <laughs> from, like, he was always in strange places, too. I'm always like, I'm on an airplane. But the airplane was never in the air. <laughs> so I was like, there were some warning signs there, right? Dude, any, anytime someone says I'm on an airplane, I just go, you're not on an airplane. Yeah, but you're on an airplane. I'm like, where are you flying to? We're not flying. Just on an airplane. <laughs> just <laughs> like, chill. Kicking back. Then there were oftentimes you could tell, like, in the background, he was on a, clearly walking on a freeway. <laughs> yeah. Where they call you from? Like, how come, how come this airplane uh, says your fucking uh, chicken is ready? <laughs> yes. You know? Yeah. Uh, and then all this other shit. And then he would, like, I finally went to meet him. He missed, like, the first 10 meetings he missed. <laughs> And I went up there to Wayne Gretzky's house, and the entire, it's a, man, a huge mansion, beautiful house along the lake, all this stuff. It's this 20-bedroom house. It looks like a French chateau. In Los Angeles? Yeah, just uh, near past Calabasas. And there was not a single piece of furniture in the home except a pool table. In the, ma- in the biggest room of the house was a pool table in the middle of it with a pair of women's under- underpants on top of it. <laughs> that was That, was, that sounds that, staged. That was it, the entire house. So we had... He obviously had just moved in a pool table and was fucking chucked to the top of the pool table. And that was it for the entire house. There was no money for furniture. There was no nothing. Empty. 20 rooms just completely empty. Anyhow, so I met with Lenny. He comes like five hours late. I finally meet with him. He looks fucking half insane. 
And he says to me, I think we're making small talk to talk about this thing to finalize this deal. First, he orders like he orders his assistant to get him one Diet Dr Pepper and one Dr Pepper. Which is still to this day, only in a Tarantino movie would that work. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. And so he says to me, like small talk. He says to me, like, how was the drive? Wait, who was the, the Diet Dr Pepper? Was for him? I'm assuming both. He wanted both. Oh, he, he wanted one, one. He wanted one regular, one diet. And he didn't order. He didn't get you one. No, he just wanted one regular, dick. one diet for himself. So he's like, I think small talk's about to ensue. So he says, which I assume he says, how was your drive over here? And I said, oh, man, you know, the traffic was pretty bad, right? But I got here. And he's like, he was five hours late, by the way. He fucking jumps across the table, like lunges at me and says, motherfucker, like you're up for the biggest job ever in the history of the world. And you're going to complain about 15 minutes stuck on the freeway? Like fucking fire in his eyes, just like raging. Like, And by the way, little dude, he's on the 5'8". But like just like a fucking piece of muscle or whatever. It's just like... It was like an angry kid, like a really angry, muscular kid jumping at you. It was the weirdest fucking set-off I've ever seen in my entire life. Then he backs off. He's like, If it wasn't that, it would have been something else. Oh, it was just waiting. He was just waiting. Yeah, it could have been waiting. I mean, if his assistant didn't come back with a Diet Dr. Pepper, he would have fucking bagged it over his head, right? It was like, that was it. Then he just glared at me for like five minutes, and I said, I don't think it's going well. He's like, it is not. (laughs) can Can I walk out through your house with no furniture again? So... Uh, by the way, it's like it would contact it later on when I left the gate, like the security gate. The guy working the gate says, "Is he up there?" Because his wife, ex-wife, has been looking to try and find him. <laughs> Some fucking money like that. My God, that I, was, I, I that still was feel stroke. like the panties on the pool table. Yes, it's a little too perfect. Like I think he might have put them there. You think so? I think I don't know. At the time, he was hustling. So what he was doing is he was hustling bankers from the Northeast, like uh, New Jersey bankers. He'd go to like commercial, like retail banks. And he convinced him he had these deals going on. And he'd fly these guys out to Vegas and get them hookers, get them hookers on these private planes, and get them into his investment schemes. And these guys were spending all the money from their banks. He was just like a regional, like Wells Fargo or whatever, and spending money in the banks just because he was hooking them up with the good life for a little bit, what they thought was a good life, Northern Jersey. Oh, what a fucker. He was I, like rogue, fully rogue. He was completely rogue, completely out of control. And then he went to jail shortly thereafter. Now he's a, now, he, now Mickey Rook owes him 30 grand. <laughs> Coincidentally. Uh, all right, go away, Dykstra. But, go, but here's the point I did like that you wrote about, which is that these are two old guys who have almost nothing left to live for, but they're living hard still. They're mm-hmm. still not on Facebook. They're still not doing fucking reading Twitter. They're still out there getting drunk and getting in fights. They're not sitting on their stupid recliner drinking a fucking Miller Lite, bitching about Hillary or Trump or watching stupid ass fucking Fox or MSNBC. They're they're out there. They're out there doing, doing fucking lines. <laughs> doing in, lines. I really admire that. Uh, in a way, even that, even though it's anti-social, what they're doing, you take away the anti, you got social, dude. They're still. They're still yeah, they're better off than. 90 they're in the upper quartile for sure yeah when they finally get to the retirement home or wherever they go they ain't gonna make it there no they're probably not but if they did they would have fucking wonderful stories <laughs> <laughs> well that's all you gotta ask for by the way let's just say mickey rourke dies at you know 75 that's a great run i mean I don't we know. still have it we still celebrate his 85th birthday <laughs> <laughs> I think we should start celebrating. Can we find guys that should be dead and start like celebrating their birthdays like like times two? Yes, or memorials when they like. Holy died. shit! Jack Nicholson's eighty one. This He's calls for a fucking parade. Jesus Christ! He's been around. Didn't he win like hundred years ago? He won a golf tournament hundred years ago. I don't even know. All right, Dexter Ruck, you're uh, you win the uh, I don't know fucking some award from us. Congratulations, you're still alive. All right, final segment this week. 
Panties on a bunch. Uh, Matt, I want to know, you want to know what I have. Uh, like Lena Dunham, I wear panties, pretty panties for no apparent reason. For I no noticed, man, yeah. For, for no man to see. Um, I saw them peeking up. Yes. Well, they do ride. I think about thongs, they do ride you a little bit. <laughs> uh, this dude, I'm not going to remember the names because they're all German, Italian, Swiss dudes. Another dude died wingsuiting off the Alps, right? It seems to be... Oh, I don't know. 90% of them die at some point wingsuiting off the Alps. Mm-hmm. The, the, the GoPro footage is always really fucking amazing. But GoPro must have caused so many deaths by now. Because before GoPro, people did shit, and they realized they could only tell people about it. So it was like, why do I want to do this deadly thing if I tell people about it? And they're like, all right, yeah, right, Bob. You really did that? Now they got the fucking GoPro on YouTube with 5 million views. Now it just gives you incentive to do crazy-ass shit. Right. Because you're going to become a hero, at least in your own mind. Another dude jumped off. He live-streamed himself on Facebook. He did a wingsuit. And by the way, everyone looks gay in a wingsuit. There's just no way to wear a wingsuit look manly. You look like a fucking squirrel. A squirrel. Yeah. It's, so you're flashing your big cape. It's like a cape, basically. You're like Superman, right? It's got zippers on it. Anytime, yes. anytime someone's zipping you up, I feel like you've made an error. Yeah, and you're spreading your wings out like with the, cape, the red. It's always a red cape. It's just, I mean, I know what you're about to do is kind of bold, but you still look like a gay dude. Well, it's, but anyone could do it. Like, that's the thing that to me is like literally any guy can spread their arms out after they dive out. It's not like, you know, we're fitting you with scuba gear. Like, you need some skill. There's no you're like, skill. You're, like the, you're talking about like the kid who would jump off the high board at the pool. Like, oh, yeah. His skill is just he was less scared than everybody else. But anyone could really just jump. I mean, if you're... You gotta oh, jump off the fucking Alps. That's the, pretty scary. It's scary, but if I just somehow drugged you, got you into that suit, and threw you off the fucking mountain, you would do the exact same thing as this fucker is doing. Yeah, I'd be dead like this guy. <laughs> so, the worst part is, so he Facebook... And by the way, a week before this guy went up, the guy who actually pioneered the wingsuit died in the Alps. Oh, really? Yeah. He hit a tree, which, by the way, I've, I've never been to the Alps, but I've seen pictures. There's a lot of fucking trees. Yeah. Trees seems like... There's only like a couple things you got to look out for, like the rocks and trees. Everything else is gonna be cool. Like that's, but there's a lot. There's like a million trees. Like a million trees is like a lot of trees. You Why can don't hit. they do it over the the water? I don't over know the ocean or something. I don't know. They do it over the fucking trees, and these are like 400 tall foot trees. So once you get in them, you're fucking dead. You're winging in a fucking tree at 80 miles an hour. So this guy goes up anyhow. He Facebook lie. I don't know who fucking indulges this guy because he must have had a team around to help him. Anyone who drives a fucking little gay ass European van up to the top of the Alps to let this guy jump off. You're all fucking responsible. Yeah. He, he Facebook lives himself getting ready on his cell phone, and then he turns his GoPro on, but he left it so he could capture his wingsuit jump. Uh, he looks like he has a mustache, so right off the bat, I just didn't feel bad for him. <laughs> he, looks like a, he looks like a twit, and he turned his cell phone on. He put his cell phone, he left his cell phone on. And he can't capture anything when he's flying, obviously, but he put it in his pocket so he could hear everything. So he flew off the thing. You hear it, Ein, zwei, dry, whatever the fuck he yelled in German. Off he goes, and you hear the whoosh, really loud whoosh of wind. <laughs> like, louder than it should be. You all know this. I don't know shit about wind, but it's louder than it should have been. Then you hear, like, the sound of someone slamming to the rocks and a lot of, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> like, and then he goes down, and, like, then you hear, all you hear is silence, and then you hear cowbells, which was a freaky. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you hear cowbells. It's a perfect, like, Swiss little story. Which is like he went down the rocks. He's dead. And he landed. In so a, he's banging the cowbell. No, the he landed dead in a pasture where there were where there were cows. I, I was going to make that as a joke. Oh. So he landed in a in a cow pasture, and so the noise you're hearing is cows rattling. Their, uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, you think he was wearing a cowbell? 
I thought maybe if you're like, hey, I need help, <laughs> like I have a cowbell down. instead of maybe like a GPS. Yeah, you're up know. at 8,000 feet. I don't oh, know. No, it's like fucking Heidi's, gonna, Heidi's grandfather's going to come along and rescue you. <laughs> That's just not happening. So you hear this stuff, and the, the reaction, I thought the reaction was going to be, because I think people think, I always assume people think other than I do, which I think he's an asshole. Yeah. Anytime you involve yourself in a dangerous hobby that it's just about yourself, and then you start filming yourself, you're an asshole. Yeah. You're not courageous. You're courageous when you do things for other people. You're an asshole when you do them just for yourself, and you might get killed. So now your mom gets to watch you die on fucking Facebook. Congra- right. Congratulations. Yeah, good job. Yeah. Everybody who wrote in wrote, made a joke about like the sounds he made as he was dying. <laughs> we're such a crass society now that like just you're dying in a dumbass way, people will just joke about your death now. Right. Which actually made me really happy. Because even though people are paying attention to it, they understand that this guy deserves to have his, da- his death laughed at. I had, I had that experience happen with that documentary Grizzly Man by uh, Warner Herzog. Love that. And I watched it with a bunch of people from Alaska. So when the guy was getting eaten by a bear, like everyone was like high-fiving and applauding. Yes. And I was like, yeah, this is hilarious. But I didn't know if that was a normal reaction or not. Well, I think if he had been like a, a real outdoorsman who was like for National Geographic... Maybe no, but he's an out-of-work actor from L.A. who goes to Alaska. With the worst haircut of all time. <laughs> the worst haircut. To basically document himself playing with bears. Which, by the way, he knew sure. nothing. I know more about bears than he knows about bears, and I have almost no interest in bears. He, no. he didn't even fucking like, bother to learn a few talking points. No, and we, by the way, from his entire work up there, we learned nothing more about bears. Well, just that they like to, to <laughs> kill gay guys. <laughs> to kill gay act, out-of-work <laughs> actors. That's true, too. Isn't it? Are we at the point now? I think this is a good point. This is a good ending note. I mean, isn't it, we're at the point now when guys can still be assholes and they can still be attention getters and look at me, I'm going to fucking jump off in this wingsuit thing. But we're at a good point now where people laugh when he dies in a horribly painful death or a painful tragic. So you're death. saying this is like a, a good thing the internet's done. It's a turning. I don't know. It's a turning point. I think among the general audience, where before he wouldn't like. Oh man, he was like he was he was awesome. He was so cool. Look at that guy. What a brave guy. So like now, what an asshole. If fucking like clunk clunk clunk. People were like making <laughs> making jokes about what sound he made going down the hill and what the cows would do. You know, if it was goats, would they eat them? Like the chick, the the grape. You seen the grape crush video? No. Of the, it's a woman doing a local news segment. I guess it's not funny if you haven't seen it, but she she falls off of uh, she's crushing grapes with her feet at a winery. And she falls off and she just starts going, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and everyone's just laughing when they're supposed to feel sorry for him. No, that's, that's kind of sad, actually. It's like one of the most viral videos of all time. Uh, but yeah, I think we've hit the point now. You've when seen Grape Crush, right, Brian? God fucking damn it. Brian was watching the Birth in a Creek video over, <laughs> over and over again. Uh, we've, I think I've, I want to end the show on a happy note, which is the fact that people are no longer, the general public no longer looks upon these, these douchebags as heroes. Yeah. That they, what was first like, cool. Okay, the first guy who did it on YouTube was cool. Yeah. Just because no one else had done it before. But now, once you're the 100th person to do it and you're just doing this shit for yourself and you have like a name, nickname for yourself and you're fucking tattooed on your wingsuit, your mom sewed some shit on your wingsuit. Yeah. And you're GoPro in this shit and you're Facebook streaming this shit. This is like, what is this? Like, this is called the Wonder of Me. This is it's the very Wonder hot of Me. Rod, right? Yes. <laughs> this is very Wonder of Me shit. Now people are just rooting for you to get hurt. And when you die, they're laughing at your death. So maybe less people will go do this shit anymore. I think, you know what? I was not having a great day, and now I'm, I'm having a better day because I, I agree with you. I think it's a good point. You don't mind that Brian ordered tomatoes on your pizza? Was which is essentially of, made from, from tomatoes. That was a dick move. <laughs> essentially made from tomatoes. Let's pour more tomatoes on it. All right, Matt, you have something you wish to pimp and promote? Uh, MattRalston.net. I'm about to write this huge expose about this fucking power plant that was outside my house back home. 
Sorry, that's. Oh, are you being sued by? Uh, really boring. Are you being sued by Melania Trump? She's suing a number of outlets for saying she's a prostitute. Uh, yeah. Well, I my friend hired her as an escort uh, when I was in New York for a class trip one time, but they don't know where I live, so they can't do that. But uh, way to bury the lead, dude. Find her fucking lawyer, whatever that guy's name is. Fuck yourself, fucking idiot, fucking pussy. By the way, if you know, if you looked at it clearly what he sent to Daily Mail and the Inquisitor, this other website. It was not a law. It was not a legal suit. It was not a uh, subpoena. What they actually sent was a threat of lawsuit letter. Yeah, yeah. Which is very different because honestly, they're not going to sue because they didn't want to depose and they deposed Melania in her bad accent talking about how taking five hundred bucks for a blowjob was not an escort. <laughs> so they're not going there. They're not going to ever sue these places. And Daily Mail knows that. So when they said we're, we're 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 gearing up to threaten them, we sent them a it's called a pre fucking lawsuit letter, or whatever. Fucking send that to anyone in your apartment complex. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's all bullshit. Everyone everyone talks shit about suing they never fucking sue which is why i'm not afraid of it but if trump kills you that would be pretty awesome stuff. uh well i don't I think would he, cry, i would cry for you unlike the wingsuit guy i don't think he has that ability uh but you can read that at mattralston.net and i'm on twitter which uh, i hate at matthew ralston nice for sound engineer brian this is lex back at rocco's tavern studio city on ventura come here for the pizza stay for the beer talk to you next week <laughs>